house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this speech a little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Hola. With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. <laughs> What's up? Episode 153, we're talking the NFL draft. We're going to recap the Saints picks and what our overall thoughts of the draft were. UFC 288, and then I don't know who's in the Kentucky Derby, but we could take a stab at a horse, perhaps, judging by uh, judging by the names. Um, before we get to that, though, if you're listening to this on apple or spotify you need to head over to the big easy bets youtube page big easy bets tv go hit subscribe i think we're three away from 400 very close Uh, so if you haven't done that already go over there and do that if you have thank you now we are officially well not officially almost one week away from the second annual big easy bets charity golf tournament if you plan on playing i think we literally have one spot left so um realistically it could be gone by the time you hear this episode um but if you want to play it's your last chance your absolute last chance to get in to everybody that's already signed up and locked in their team and paid for their spot i appreciate you to everybody that has said i want to play but you don't really want to play i'll just say i appreciate you too yeah it's a it's a struggle that's one thing i figured out getting people to commit to something is remarkably tough. Yeah, a lot of people have commitment issues. All across the board, dude. All across the board. Even if it's for charity, they don't care. Um, but yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, we're nearly full. So again, thank you to everybody. Shout out to HSI Energy. They're coming back out to play, not only defend the crown, but play and cook for everybody. Again, fried catfish, white beans and rice, coleslaw, you won't find me eating it, but it's probably good. Everything else was good if you like coleslaw. Um, they're supplying drinks. They're coming out. They're cooking for everybody again. Cannot thank those guys enough. The catfish was fantastic. I didn't even realize until I didn't get to eat any of the white beans last year. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did you? you thought, yeah, they're fucking good. Really? I didn't even. Dude, I don't remember what I was doing. We were doing the raffle stuff. We were doing, And then all of a sudden I was like, it's like I haven't eaten all day at all. And then I sat down and ate like nine pieces of catfish. Just sitting there oh, on, on that rock. They kept chair. bringing out more. I was yeah. like, stop. <laughs> this is out of hand. Everyone's not eating. <laughs> so shout out to those guys. They're coming back out to cook. So if you're coming, if you're entering into this tournament again, strictly in hopes of getting that catfish, you're in luck because they'll be back. Uh, Tarina Rose and Associates, if you're getting your taxes done anywhere other than Miss Tarina in the heart of downtown Covington, you're a fool. Where do you go? TurboTax. I don't do taxes. Good. Wesley, <laughs> yeah. Wesley I'm, Snipes. I'm backed up. <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Them. Uh, if you're going to TurboTax, you're a fool. If you're going to Equifax, you're a fool. I don't even know if they do taxes. H&R Block. H&R Block. You're a fool. They are going to... Jackson you, Hewitt. Yeah. Yeah. Go down the list. Keep go down the list. Keep naming them. Miss Tarina will give you your, your most bang for your buck in terms of getting your, uh, your tax return filed. And it's right next to a nice restaurant. You go drop your taxes off. You go, you go get a cocktail. You go back. 
bing, bang, boom, you're done. So shout out to Miss Tarina, uh, one of our largest sponsors. Shout out to Rainbow GMC on 190. There will be another vehicle up for grabs if you can hit a hole in one on seven. There may even, no guarantee yet, there may be a second vehicle. There will certainly be one. There may be two on a separate par three. All that matters is if you hit a hole in one on seven, you're getting a brand new vehicle for free. Tax title and license, but free. Um, so shout out to Rainbow GMC. They sponsored last year and they are back again. Shout out to Abita Beer for sponsoring the alcohol. There will be no Bud Light on the premises. Rest assured. I know. Good. You, yeah, I'll say I know you. I know you don't want to see any there. No. But you're a big Michelob Ultra yeah, guy. You were drinking. Michelob yeah, I drink them. Well, what do you mean? Are you with the resistance or not? <laughs> as long as they don't put a tran transvestite on the Michelob, I'm all right. <laughs> but the company that that brews that beer, yeah, whatever. I rip the label off when I drink it. <laughs> yeah, realistically, you're down twenty six twenty six percent, and you your your VP got fired. Um, so shout out to a beat of beer. They will be supplying alcohol, and then shout out to Times Grill and Applebee's. They're both back again. Nice. Um. Can't go wrong with Times Grill, arguably the best burger on the North Shore. I like the chicken. If you sponsor my golf tournament. <laughs> um, and then eating good in the neighborhood with Applebee's. So I got a gift card to Applebee's. Dave but. won two gift cards to Applebee's last year, and he was thrilled. He asked me to rig it for him because he was the only one there who was like really wanting. He might have been the only one to put tickets into the bag, <laughs> for all I know. But he was like, rig that for me. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. Pull his ticket. And he's like, oh, my God. He did it. Yeah. No, yeah. He was like, that's what he said. He said, look at God. <laughs> he said that was all God's work. Uh, but, yeah, so, again, HSI Energy, uh, Trina Rosen Associates in downtown Covington for your taxes, Rainbow GMC on 190, a beer, everybody knows it, Times Grill in Mandeville right there going towards the causeway, and then Applebee's anywhere. Just not in our neighborhood. You can eat in any neighborhood, just not ours. Cause yeah, they, they turned our Applebee's into, into an off-betting racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking they're going to do more to it, but it's just the way it is. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, yeah, we're a week out, and pretty much everything's already set, ready to go. Like I said, if you want to play, probably one spot left. That's really all there is left to the Oh, the Paradigm Driver up for raffle. For one, for as low as one dollar, you could walk away with a brand new Paradigm driver, the best driver in golf. We're looking at possibly getting a generator to raffle off. We're looking at possibly some memorabilia to raffle off. There will be there will be much better raffle prizes this year than last, and a lot more a lot more alcohol to drink as well. So it'll be a good time if you're thinking if you're on the fence, figure it out, make a decision, come out and play. Uh, all right, so we'll get into the NFL draft. What is your number one takeaway? Not from the Saints draft, just from the overall draft. Anything specific? Um. Well, Will Levis's girlfriend's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, That's my number one takeaway. But there was like three girls. This was like maybe a couple yeah, of the sisters. Yeah, the his sister. The really hot one was his girlfriend. My question is, when did the NFL draft get so theatrical? When did it get that fucking Mahomes and Kelsey are coming out and hyping up the crowd and then dude perfect's coming out with the Kelsey brothers mom would you miss that part yeah they came out dude perfect which 
Does anybody watch? I mean, I know a lot of people watch them, I guess, but the trick shot group, they came out with Donna Kelsey and like did some WWE promotion shit. And it's just, a, it's just a little much for me. Yeah. It's a little much. I, I found myself multiple times verbally saying out loud, just read the fucking card, please. So, oh yeah. They take forever, dude. Yes. It's, it's this theatrics. It's this, it's so annoying. And there's way more commercials. It, they're trying to turn it into an event, and I don't like it. I just want to know who's going where. Mm-hmm. I watched for three, like fucking three hours, because we had picked twenty nine. It's like God oh, yeah. damn, this takes forever. So yeah, it's like if they would shut up. Roger Goodell's like, come on. I think it was. Come on, boo me. I think like, it was eleven, eleven <laughs> thirty. Yeah, no, it was picked? late. It was late. It's like Roger, read the fucking cards. Well, you saw. I'm sure y'all saw it. Goodell uh, signing the Saints fans yeah, clown yeah, shirts. I did see that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, why That's why I put on Twitter. I was like, is he on his way out the door? There was the speculation, like the rumors, like maybe they don't extend his contract. Why? I don't know. Uh, pro football, or uh, what is it? Florio. Pro. Uh, PFT. Yeah. Um, pro football talk or whatever. Take yeah, yeah, talk. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, he they he put out a report that the owners might consider not extending Goodell's contract. So, yeah, so maybe he's trying to throw a little flair. That's what I'm saying. He's going out on his shield. He's, he said, I'm he's not, hyping up the crowd. He's signing yeah. the clown shit. He's trying to uh, rebrand. Pretty much. Maybe. So yeah, the next thing I had, Will Levis falls completely off the planet. Off the planet. And, and validates my thought process. Yeah, the Titans got a steal. They got Levis, right? Yeah. <laughs> when did they get him? Second round, like third, fourth pick? Yeah, I thought they w- might go for him in the first round. but It's just like he had that meteoric rise like Malik Willis did. Yeah, Levis wasn't ever any good, though. No, he wasn't. Yeah, we we watched Malik Willis at times, and we're like, okay. But, no, yeah, Levis is— But also, like, Kentucky's offense wasn't very good either. I know, but but he wasn't good. He melted against Georgia. Yeah. His decision-making looked questionable. He panicked in the pocket. I didn't see really much of anything that was like, oh, he's going before C.J. Stroud. Yeah. But that quickly became the narrative. Is Tannehill still in Tennessee? Yeah, so it was, yeah, Tannehill what? and Malik Willis. Okay, so well, I guess they're... Well, Tannehill sucks. Well, yeah, but I'm sure he'll he'll probably get the starting job. Yeah, probably. So they're battling for the backup. Well, yeah, they're trying to prepare for the they're future. They're going to put Willis at running back. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Terrell Pryor. And so then, yeah, no, I I, I said the hype, on, the hype on Will Levis made not a lick of sense to me. And to watch him fall like that, it got uncomfortable. It got so uncomfortable. Like his mom's whisper in his ear. You know she was saying like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Like, you're good. You know you're good. You're going to prove him wrong. And he's just like making faces into the camera like, well, what can I do? It's got to suck. That, that had to be a horrible feeling. He literally, they had him quoted at Kentucky's senior day saying, if I know I'll be a high first round pick, I'll go to the draft. He said, if I'm thinking I'm going to be day two, I'm not going to go. You don't want those cameras on you all day. Yeah. <laughs> So he had a premonition. He just didn't know it was he didn't listen to it. Um and then Anthony Richardson to the Colts. What do you think about that? What was that four overall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What? What? It's the same type of situation, though. Did you think that Anthony Richardson was night and day? I understand it's different conferences. Night and day better than Malik Willis? Um, no, I don't know. Like I'm yeah, not. That's I'm, a hard... I'm talking production on the field. I'm not talking about potential upside. Well, he showed at times that he was like. I think he played a lot of the season kind of banged up. It's possible, but you're going to have to play a lot of the season banged up in the NFL too. Yeah, but Florida, man, they know, they don't know what they're doing. But they're going to hit you fucking way harder in the NFL. So if, yeah. he's, if he's running like that, it's like you better get used to playing banged up. But what was the first game? Who would they play? Utah. That's right. They won it, right? Yeah, he played at the very incredible. He, but he ran a lot of it. It was a lot of him running, wasn't it? Yeah, but he threw for a lot of yards as well. I don't think he threw for a single touchdown though. Now, that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. I'm gonna oh. look. I'm gonna look it up. I think that that was, was that it. the game where the short white receiver went off. Uh, for, for Florida? Florida, probably. I think he did throw him a couple touchdowns. Let's see. I could be thinking of a different one though. Nope. No. Three rushing touchdowns. My memory's good, dude. That, I didn't even. That's the first time I looked this up. He was seventeen of twenty four, one hundred and sixty eight passing yards, eleven carries for one hundred and six yards and three touchdowns. So he had. So he didn't throw for a lot of yards. No, that's a Will Levis, Will Levis stat line. <laughs> but see, <laughs> this is where like, yeah, and they made that incredible fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, he broke off. He broke one off that game, didn't he? Yes, yeah. far. But he was making a lot of plays, like, on third down. There was one play I remember. Was it? No, he played great. He did. Yeah. But after that, it was like the next game they were not expected to lose. And who'd they lose to? Let's see. I'll pull it up for you. No, remember after this game, though, they had talks of him, like, for the Heisman Trophy and shit. Yeah, and they were, like, saying, oh, well, because LSU lost to Florida State the same week. Oh, Napier, Napier. We should have we should yes. have gotten Napier. Yes. Like, yeah, right. Napier's a an um, idiot. Let's see. To put it nicely. <laughs> um Utah, they win by three, and then they go play Kentucky. Lose twenty six to sixteen. Yeah. Will Levis. Let's see what he did. Let's see what Will Levis did. Thirteen of twenty four, two hundred and two passing yards, one touchdown, one pick. I think that was his uh, best game. Anthony Richardson, 14 to 35, 143 yards and two interceptions. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? These were the two guys that had the meteoric rise pre-draft. What are we talking about? We have to at some point, at some point we got to trust our eyes. Yeah, we'll see. And I said it in that video I made. Anthony Richardson obviously has the higher upside. He has the 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 more he has capabilities to do things with his legs that Levis just doesn't have, and he can throw the ball very far. So physically, he has gifts. What did he show us though? What did he show us that means he should go top five? Yeah, but a a lot of it like what did he show us that he should be taken over Hendon Hooker? <laughs> well, if you put Anthony Richardson in that offense, it's going to be a lot different. Is it though? Yeah, his accuracy's trash, dude. A lot of those passes, those were, guys were wide open. 
I get it, but a lot, not every single a time. A lot of though. them. A lot of it depended on his intermediate accuracy, and Hendon Hooker was very accurate in those 10 to 15-yard throws. Yeah. I get it. I'm not saying Richardson wouldn't have excelled in the offense, but Hendon Hooker was what? A third-round draft pick? Fourth-round draft pick? Yeah, something like that. And then Anthony Richardson goes top five. But, I mean, Milton steps in and and plays well. As I get it. He when, played Vanderbilt. Yeah, but still. I get it. I bet it. Yeah, it was my say, lock. Why you all over Who'd they play yeah. in the bowl game? Um, I don't know. But he played well. Well, he played really good in that Vanderbilt game, the first one. He played pretty good. They played Clemson. I thought he threw for okay. a bunch of yards. But they also played Clemson with um, – Klubnik, like forgetting how to play. Milton was 19 to 28, 251 yards, three touchdowns. No picks. Which game were you just talking about? Oh, oh, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Well, they, they scored 70 or something on yeah. Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. 56 to nothing. That was my lock. Joe Milton. <laughs> 11 of 21, 147 yards, one touchdown. Maybe not. Hmm. What? <laughs> did we just say he threw for three touchdowns? I, I thought he did. Against Clemson? Yes. A much better defense? Yes, definitely. But he thought, just like you thought too, that he lit it up against Vanderbilt. Well, I remember him playing well when when Hooker went out. Well, this was the very next game. But, yeah, no, I I mean. The score is probably what made me think that because I do remember that being just. Yeah, I mean, his numbers ain't spectacular. Yeah, I think they ran it all over Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, let's see. I remember it was wild. They just kept running. 362 <laughs> rushing yards. They were 0 of 7 on third down. Tennessee was 0 of 7 on third down. Yeah, they only got to third down seven times. <laughs> yes, but didn't convert one of them, though. <laughs> Vanderbilt was three of 17. It's probably garbage time. They didn't even use third down when <laughs> yeah. Hooker was in. But if Hooker's in, they win by 150. Yeah. I just think, I think, well, yeah, you have Richardson and I have Hooker. Yeah. Yeah, so that... that who 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 did Hooker get drafted by? That's what I was about to ask. It's a, a favorable yes, place. Yes, it's not, the, it's not as... Like Richardson's going to start day one. Hooker's not. It's um, fuck. Who was it? I'm gonna look it up. It is the Lions. Yeah. And Jared Goff's gonna have. They're not picking up his option. I don't think. So it was something like that, or they're not extending him, mm-hmm. or something. So he's going into the final year of his contract. So that's gettable. Um. Yeah, no, you're sleeping on Hannon Hooker, dude. He's good. <laughs> he's good. He's good. I don't think he's going to be good. I don't understand how. He just doesn't process information fast enough. How do you figure, though? Because I th- watched him. But so, but what have you seen that Anthony Richardson, what has I Anthony think, Richardson well, shown had you? a lot more experience starting Yeah, where Richardson really only had that one year. So he's, yeah, that's he's got a lot more to learn. As far as decision making and making the I don't decisions think he's, fast. Yeah, that's fair. Did he not start uh like half the games the year before? No. No? I think I think he might have came in at he the end. He played a little bit, but he was he was injured last year as uh the year before last year as well. 
I just don't think he's that good. I don't know. Hooker can jump 40 inches high. I mean, um, Richardson. Richardson. Yeah. That's good <laughs> if you're trying to catch the ball. I get it if you want to go jump over the goal line or something that helps, but that more or less helps if you're throwing fucking fade routes to him at the yeah. back of the end zone, which they could, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, this past season, I understand he tore his ACL. Really, his two years in Tennessee, first year he had essentially 3,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, three interceptions. The past year he had 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, 31 3,135 yards and didn't play five games, four games. Yeah, and he didn't even – he didn't start the year before. Yeah. Hook um, – Milton, he beat Milton him out. Milton beat him out in camp. 31 touchdowns, three picks. So in two years, what's that, 58 and five? It's like Joe Burrow's one season. <laughs> yeah. but, but still, you're sleeping on him. Maybe I'm sleeping on Richardson, but you're sleeping on Hendon Hooker. You're disrespecting him. You're putting faith into the possibility of what Anthony Richardson could be, and you're sleeping I on know that, Hooker. I know what that Hooker won't be anything. I don't know, dude. Your your quarterback expertise is lacking. Dude, I'm the one who freaking said bet Joe Burrow for Heisman. You I know said, everything about quarterback. You said Josh Rosen was going to be no the best quarterback. I don't. I drafted him in fantasy. That's all I did. <laughs> but you verbally backed him. No, I don't know about all that. You definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely did. Um, does Richardson start day one? I don't know. Who's he competing against? Yeah, I don't Ellinger? know who else they have. He's got to really? start day one. They don't have anybody else. I don't think he's ready. It's just Ellinger. Well, I can promise you he's not ready. But so they there ain't anybody else. Him. But there's nobody else that's ready. Yeah, I don't know. If it's Sam Ellinger, that's... You don't want to throw him to the fire. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else you would go with. That gives you a realistic chance to win. You run RPOs with Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor. And Hope. That's about it. Sam Ellinger's not going to win you games, so if you're trying Sam Ellinger out there. Um, what else? We can go through the Saints draft and give opinions. Um, but any other any other main takeaways? Um No. Anything? Yeah. Uh the Texans. I like the aggression. Yeah, what they got Stroud, then they um Oh, and then they turned right back around and got Will Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. I, I like it a lot. I didn't see the final verdict of what they gave up to get right back in there to get Will Anderson, but that's – I like. I, I won't ever – you got the, arguably the best defensive player and one of the best quarterbacks. Arguably the best. He's the second best, but – Yeah. 1A, 1B. And then who they went and got Tank Dell at receiver yep. late rounds. I, they got some other people too. I don't fully remember, but yeah, no, I think that they had a pretty good, a pretty good draft. Um, <clears throat> all right, so the Saints draft picks as they stand, top to bottom. First round we go Brian Brzee. Second round we go Isaiah Foskey. Third round we go Kendra Miller. Fourth round we go Nick Saudaveri. Fourth round again we go Jake Hayner. Fifth round we go Jordan Howden. Sixth round, we go A.T. Perry. What would your draft grade be for the Saints? An A. What would yours be? A B. 
Mine would be an A too. And I was really thinking the only reason mine was going to be an A because I think it would be a homer pick to say A+. plus. But really, it's an A+. plus. Yeah, I mean, I think they addressed the team needs. And yes. In the later rounds, I think they kind of got some steals, you know. Jake Hayner could be really good. So, he's honestly not as small as I even thought. They haven't listed as 6-1. I don't buy it. I've watched him. He looks pretty small. Mm-hmm. But the guy can sling the rock. We've watched him his entire college career. But you came in with glaring needs on the defensive line. You addressed it with Brian Brzee in the first round, defensive tackle. But then you go and get Isaiah Foskey, who I like a lot. I told you, I've already told you that. That dude was a game wrecker for Notre Dame coming off the edge. So you addressed one need, and then you come right back and double down with essentially the same need. We got rid of Davenport. He's gone. We clearly don't have faith in Peyton Turner to step in and do anything worth a shit. Dude can't even stay healthy for a quarter of a season. But then you get Kendra Miller in the third round. A lot of speculation on Alvin Kamara. I've already put my I've already staked my claim that I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended at this point. Yeah. If it's not out by now and it's not front page news in the media, I'll be shocked if he's suspended. But if he is, you went out and got a thousand yard running back last year and now you have Kendra Miller to step in, who we obviously like. We think he's a quality running back. I don't know, couldn't tell you a single goddamn thing about Nick Saudaveri from Old Dominion. Yeah, I don't. I'll trust the analysts to, was, to tell me that he he's had a, a really good lineman. senior bowl. Yeah. Whatever, practice and game. But yeah, we like Jake Hayner. Uh, I remember Jordan Howden, <clears throat> Jordan Howden from Minnesota. Couldn't, if you would have told me to like break down, if he wouldn't have been able to tell you that much, but I know they always have a good defense. It's the strength of their team. So he's probably pretty good. Last guy to come out of that secondary was uh, Winfield. With Tampa, very good. And then you love A.T. Perry. Yeah. You think that that could be the steal of the draft? Mm-hmm. Where's A.T. Perry come from? Wake Forest. Your favorite team. Should have yep. known that. Number one target of the best quarterback in the country. Damn straight. When's he coming out? Oh, he's going. To, he's at Notre Dame currently. Hartman? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, I know who I'm betting. <laughs> Championship. Yeah, no, I mean, realistically, <laughs> I would say you addressed every need – Every need, with the exception of, and not even actually, I was about to say, with the exception of getting a pass catcher, but at the very end, you swoop in and get a guy who possibly could have been a, some even said maybe even like a day two pick. Yeah. So you get him in the sixth round, you get legit NFL size and speed mm-hmm. at the receiver position. So character issues, off the field issues were why he fell. Yeah, which I don't, don't even give a know shit. what. What, what that's it? about. Don't care. <laughs> Look at Tyreek Hill. Look at Antonio Brown. Look at fucking all these other people. I mean, what what did it say? Like, I didn't see specifics. It was character issues is what it was listed as. <sighs> um, but, yeah, outside of that, I'm not sure. No, yeah, I would say the Saints top to bottom did. I think I saw Mel Kuyper gave us a B minus. Yeah. And it was the lowest grade. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? You think everybody just did great? Yeah. Those grades are dumb. Mel Kuyper's a goddamn fool. I saw one of them. It was the, um, shit, it was the Seahawks draft from mm-hmm. 2012, I think. Or, yeah, where he talked about Russell Wilson and... Uh, it was Bruce Irving. Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner yep. and um, Russell Wilson. Yeah. And 
they, they gave them the worst. Yeah. Somebody gave them like a F. They said, here, Pete Carroll goes again. Yeah. Reaching on a quarterback. Bruce Irvin, really lacks size and speed. And Bobby Wagner will never be in it. It's like, yeah, you just picked all the all pros. You fucking idiot. The catalyst to bring in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. He doesn't know shit about shit. He sits up there. His best available. He had Will Levis as his second best available quarterback. Yeah. He's a fool. I don't. Levis he, was first best available from like pick ten. Yeah, no, no, he had him as like. I think he. I think I don't think he had him over Bryce Young, but he certainly had him over C.J. Stroud. His whole, he's he went to bat so hard for Jimmy Clausen. You remember him? Barely from Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, barely. Nobody else even knows who he exists, and. Mel Kuyper said he's going to be like the best quarterback ever. He was so vocal about it. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know shit about shit. Mel, oh, yeah. Mel Kuyper is like the Jeff Ross of, <laughs> of the draft. Jeff Ross just waits around for another Comedy Central roast. Mel Kuyper just sleeps wherever they're having the draft and just waits for it to come back. Mm-hmm. Like he does nothing. He doesn't do. What does he really bring? Because I don't ever see him do anything outside of the draft. So is he just a guy, like, you tell me his spot can't be filled? Like, is he doing, like, prep work? Like, is he doing anything? I never see him on any other segment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the draft. I don't get it. And he gets all of his shit wrong every year. So it's like, you're the worst at your job. I don't know. I don't like him. Um. Yeah, I would give it. A, I would give it an A. I would definitely give it an A. Why would you give it a B? What do you feel like we could have done differently? Because I'm salty. About? We could have done exactly what I said on our draft episode. I I don't know Brisse or whatever. I know he's got injury uh, problems. But we had him. My guy. <laughs> Who? Who I said. I have no recollection. I remember. Oh, please, dude. Nolan Smith. No. He does not fit our scheme at all. I don't yeah, care. Scheme. I wanted him. I wanted him. Because he wouldn't be able to play. Um, I said we might trade up to whatever to go get him, and he was there. Yeah, but he we run a – no, yeah, he, he doesn't fit our scheme. I don't care. He wouldn't be able the to play on first athlete. and second down on, yeah. in our defense. Yeah, a freak athlete. I mean, I think he's just an athlete. Nah, dude. Isaiah Foskey's a freak athlete. See, I don't – that's why I said I don't know enough about – these two guys. I mean, we did. I agree. We filled our needs. We did what we needed to do. I'm happy about that. But I just wanted my guy. Look at Kobe Dean. He doesn't do shit up there. Yeah, he will this year. Yeah, I mean, he's only in like a second year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Nolan Smith's good. Nicobe Dean is on the Eagles as well. Yeah, they're all on the Eagles. Every single one of them. They yeah. draft nothing but Georgia. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty smart. <laughs> all the picks we get. It's pretty smart. Did you see? Uh, did you see Dan Orlovsky was like, I don't really know what Philadelphia is doing. Their defense is going to be primarily Georgia Bulldogs and rookies on the D-line especially. People are like, yeah, Brandon Graham's still there. Fucking Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is still there. Hassan Reddick is still there. <laughs> Hassan Reddick's a beast. I'm like, these motherfuckers don't know shit. They don't know anything. They just say things. He's like, there's going to have to be Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, there's like seven other guys mm-hmm. that were like all pros. Well, didn't Jordan Davis have a pretty decent rookie season last year anyway? 
Mm, not that I know of. No? I know they had to go out and get Indomitian Sue, though. <gasps> they were struggling to stop the run. When? Last year? Yeah. They had Sue? Mm-hmm. He's what? He's yeah, nothing. Yeah, he's been gone, dude. He's nothing now. Um, Yeah, no, I would say the draft went well. So, um, all right, UFC 288. Have you looked at any of the fights? Yeah. Okay. I have one bet that I'm – I'm taking three bets. I have one that I like, though, a lot. Main event is obviously Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. Um, not super pumped about it. Don't really like either guy. I was watching the pre-fight press conference like I always do. They suck on the mic so bad. They're horrible on the mic. Everybody wants to be Conor McGregor. Nobody can do it. It's all just corny, cringy, what, terrible. trying to rip each other or whatever? Yeah, terrible, terrible trash talk. So... Um, Nobody will ever be able to do it. Then Bilal Muhammad is fighting Gilbert Burns. Yeah, no. Cejudo would just be like, he would say something stupid, and then he would just look at him, he would scream out, you're next! But it would be like quiet and like... Nobody says anything after cheers or nothing. It's it's horrible. Connor had people... Oh, gosh. That's one of the best press conferences I've ever seen. The uh, When they were in... His hometown, yeah, with all his people, mm-hmm. fucking with Jose, yeah, oh, and he dude, that picks up the, the belt, takes a belt from yeah. him. It's like all that shit. Like they can't duplicate that, but it's also too because he had the passion of the fans. Like that was a press conference. They were going fucking, oh, they were going bananas, nuts. yeah. And like he's screaming at the top of his lungs. Like it's just funny how they all shit on him, but they all try to emulate him. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, they all try to emulate him to the fucking T. Even Jake Paul. He's another one. Get the mic away from that fucking bozo, dude. They sound so <laughs> stupid. All right. Bilal Muhammad's taking on Gilbert Burns. I'm going to have a wager on Sterling and Cejudo, Muhammad and Burns, and then Crone Gracie and Charles Jordan. I'll start with, I am going to go with Crone Gracie plus 230 to win by submission. He hasn't fought in nearly four years. His first two fights in the UFC, he mangled Alex Caceres. In two minutes, choked him out. Then he went the distance with Cub Swanson. And then he took four years off. Cub Swanson did looked very, very sharp in that fight. Cub uh, Swanson used to be a beast. Yeah. So, Crone Gracie leaves a lot to be desired on the feet. His striking. It's been four years, though. So, we're going to get a whole new look at somebody completely different, potentially. But the thing that is certainly going to carry over is the fact that he's the direct descendant of Hicks and Gracie and, and uh, Helio Gracie. Hickson's his dad, Helio's his grandpa. It ain't like there's like a million Gracies and they're like a cousin twice removed and they just hold on to the name. Mm-hmm. This dude. Hickson Gracie's widely regarded as the baddest of all time. The baddest one. Not even close. Better than Hoyce. Bad, like the cream of the crop. And this is his son. So he's got incredible ground game, obviously. I'm going plus two thirty to win by submission. It's taking multiple years off. COVID kind of he he had to move. I watched his fights. I watched Charles Jordan's fights. Jordan's not bad on the ground either. His last win, he's lost his last two, but his last win I think was a one arm guillotine, which was very impressive. He's got a little bit of striking. He's a better striker with a formidable ground game going up against Crone Gracie, who last we saw leaves a lot to be desired on the feet, but has elite jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the jujitsu guy to win by submission plus two thirty. What is your? Are you taking anything? Um, just in the co-main event and the main event. Okay. 
Uh, what about you? Anything? I'll have to look more into it. Okay, I'm gonna do. Um, so Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad. What are you taking? Um, I'm gonna go Burns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you already know I'm going Gilbert Burns. It it does worry me that he just fought recently. Yeah. Bilal Muhammad's been trying to break through for a title opportunity. They already came out and said that whoever wins this fight will get the shot at the welterweight belt. But Gilbert Burns is just on another level. Bilal Muhammad's a wrestler, but it's like, what are you going to do? Do you want to take Gilbert Burns down? Because it won't go well. So I'll take Burns as well. I got it at minus 120. I don't know what you see. Yeah, 125, whatever. Okay. And then Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. Which way are you leaning? Um, I'm going Cejudo. Really? Yeah. I saw minus 115. Yeah. I think I'm going Sterling. I don't really have a strong feeling either way, but I think that I think Sterling's found like his groove in terms of like in terms of weight cut, in terms of just everything. The dude shredded. I remember Rogan saying that he really doesn't have to have an extreme weight cut. It's kind of what he walks around at. That first fight against Jan, he shouldn't have won. Obviously, he was getting manhandled. But then he came back and he fought a pretty solid fight. He fought like a bitch, but he fought a controlling fight. A, a It'll be interesting to see the wrestling from both. So how do you think Cejudo wins? Um. Well, I think he's, he has the... Uh, advantage with his speed and his explosive quickness and stuff like that. But yeah. then if they wrestle, dude. Yeah. So I mean, I get out Sterling's jiu-jitsu's good and everything, but I, I would take a, the better wrestler in that situation. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't have a strong... And lot, then Cejudo's really smart. Yeah, a lot of reach. Like that knee he caught... Dominant Cruz with. Mm-hmm. Sterling's He'll, got if you seven. make a mistake, he's going to pick up on it and capitalize. Aljamain Sterling's got a seven-inch reach advantage. Yeah. That's pretty fucking substantial. Um, Yeah, I mean, so Hudo's going to have to close the distance. and I don't know. Who has uh, Bilal beat? Like any, like, really notable names? Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a few. Let's see. Because we know Burns is a beast. I don't really know much about Bilal. Yeah. He's good. I mean, he's like 22 and 3. Sean Brady, Vicente Luque, Wonderboy, Damian Maya, a no contest versus Leon Edwards. I don't remember that one. He, uh, eye poke, right? Something like that, or, yeah. I think it was something to do with his eye. I think it was an eye poke. Diego Lima, Lemon Good, Takashi Sato. Curtis Millinder. Um, he lost to Jeff Neal. He lost to Vicente Luque. Yeah, I mean, realistically, no, he hasn't fought anybody spectacular. Wonderboy's obviously very good. Like he's fought a couple good names. The majority of his fights have been Yeah. Yeah. Damian Maya a little bit older. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm going Sterling. I'm going Gilbert Burns. And then uh, both just to win, and then I'm going Crone Gracie plus two thirty submission. And that's really all I got. These episodes always suck. Yeah. <laughs> There's no football. I'm going to parlay them probably. Yeah. Trying to hit big. I'm sure I'll add other shit too. Um, 
yeah, no, these episodes always suck. It's the dark days. We're a week out from the tournament, though. Uh, so we'll do the tournament, and then we'll try to sleep until football comes back. So you got anything before we go? Nope. Got anything? All right, episode 153 of Big Easy Bets is in the books. Again, thank you to our sponsors, HSI Energy, Miss Tarina and Associates, Downtown Covington, go get your taxes done. Rainbow GMC on 190, a beat of beer, Times Grill, and Applebee's. Everybody's gotten their teams in. Thank you. If you still have not gotten your team in yet and you want to play, you have like literally no time left, but you could still give it a shot. Maybe one spot left. That'll do it. Y'all have a good one. Who that? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it.